What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we hung out with John Wild over Zoom video. John was born and raised in Sacramento, California, and talks about how he got into music. His dad is a bass player, so the first instrument that he learned was the bass. He got the bass for Christmas, but he had the opportunity to actually go out and pick it, so his present was just a piece of paper that said bass. So he went to the local music store, picked up the bass. He talked about taking his first bass lesson. He eventually started to work for a studio in town where he was learning production, teaching production, actually uh, teaching music classes there as well. John talks to us about putting out his first EP, his viral moments on TikTok, which came from him singing snippets of his songs in the bathtub. And he said he just did it because... The bathroom has the best lighting and the best acoustics. And people were like, whoa, this guy's crazy. He's singing in the bathtub. But he just did it for, you know, the lighting and the, the acoustics of the bathroom. John talks to us about his most recent song, Carry On, and all about the music video, which is a nod to the Beastie Boys sabotage. And he tells us a little bit about his upcoming EP as well. You can watch our interview with John on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with John Wild. Hey, John, what's going on? What's cracking, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Let me just turn you up a little bit here. Right. Just I'm doing well, man. It's a, it's a beautiful day. Sun is shining. I'm not in a place with the sun, but it's out there, you know? That's cool. Where are you at? I'm in North Hollywood right now. I uh, I drove down from Sacramento yesterday. I'm Sacramento is where I live. I'm gonna do a couple days of rehearsals here. Love it, man! Awesome. Yeah, so well, California. Yes, sir. What about yourself? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, but I'm originally from San Diego. Oh, cool! I uh, I got some homies. The homies I stay with down here are born and raised in San Diego. And my sister just moved to Nashville like a year ago. Oh, crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you come out here quite often or no? I have never been. It's on the list. I'm hoping maybe this summer. I feel like that would make sense. I know it gets hot out there, but it's hot in Sacramento too. So whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's like 77 today. Um, Yeah. We've had an interesting. um, Yeah. It's been an interesting year here. We usually get snow, but it snowed like one day. And it's been, you know, pretty nice. That's cool. All all winter in the, in the spring too, so it's been good. That's awesome. We got a, a we we had like a flop from like San Diego, LA weather, like which has been raining, I guess. Dude, yeah, it's it's crazy because in Sacramento, especially, um, we had like record storms and like thousands. So we're called the city of trees, um, mm-hmm. a because we have a lot of trees, and b because it's Northern California and there's weed everywhere. Um, <laughs> and we had thousands of trees like fall 
on people's houses, power lines, all this shit, just because of like how crazy the storms were. It was. Oh, wow. That's wild. Yeah, I lived up in uh, the East Bay area for a while. Okay. So um, not- yeah, not horribly far from Sacramento. I drove through it a few times going to Lake Tahoe. <laughs> that, that makes that's why you would go to Sacramento. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. My 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 sister got to go there like in school for like a they like fly up there for the day for like, uh, you know, something to do with like, le- you know, the government or whatever, learning the, the yeah. government of California. And uh, I didn't get to go. But anyway, um, I drove that. through Sacramento. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, born and raised there, born and raised in Sacramento. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, what was it like growing up there? Um, it was great to be honest. Mm-hmm. I just like every other teenager had a period of like, fuck this town. I'm getting out of here. Right. And then I didn't do that. And now I love it, you know? Um, and I think that's just part of teenage angst, you know what I mean? Of just like, you know, I'm going to leave this city in the dust. And then you grow up and you realize you're like, oh, my hometown's kind of lit. Right, right. <laughs> you go elsewhere and you're like, this kind of sucks. Yeah, dude. I'm going to go back home. Like, when, I remember the first time I ever went to Arizona and like I legitimately uh, asked, um, I was dating this chick at the time and I was like, yo, where are, where are all the trees? And she's like, this is the desert. And I was like, oh, like I knew that, <laughs> but like, I'm like, where, I don't get it, dude. Where, like, where's the grass and trees? And you're like, that's not every place in the world, my dude. Yeah. It's just like rock. Like everyone's front yard is rock. I was like, this- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, cool. So yeah. So Sacramento, what about, do you come from a musical family, musical household? Um, a little, my grandma taught piano lessons when uh i was really little we tried one i don't even remember and she was like i can't see this dude's got way too much energy i can't have him sit down at the piano Uh, (laughs) my dad played like bass in a cover band in college um oh i guess i have a great uncle who i've met like twice who used to do um a bunch of work like with steely dan on like horns and um engineering but like wow i barely know that guy but um that's cool he went by big bird so (laughs) you don't really know him very well though no he's a part of your bloodline i mean that's cool yeah he was in that like yacht rock cocaine era of music you know like engineer record buy a porsche do some coke there you go i'm like I should, I should <laughs> more, you know, uh, that's funny. Um, so where did you start off in music? Did you, were you on piano? Did you start off on piano? No, I started playing bass. That was my first instrument. Um, oh, was it because of your dad then? Did he show you? It was, yeah, it was a little bit of we, I was maybe in like sixth grade and the homies were like, we should start a band just like every mm-hmm. group of 11 year olds. Of course. Um, the leader of our friend group, if you will, was like, I'll play guitar. And I was like, cool, I'll play bass because my dad played bass, I guess. And uh, and then like maybe the Christmas of seventh grade, we were a slow moving band. Um, 
Christmas of seventh grade, I uh, got a base for Christmas, but actually, I just got like a piece of paper that said, "Like we'll get you a base," because uh, <laughs> they let me pick it out, which was cool. Oh, that's cool. Went to the local music shop. I bought a salmon pink colored P base, like some cheap. You know, it was called a Baltimore. It was probably like a hundred bucks. And uh, I got a pink one because Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 had a pink Oh, yeah, he did. Mark he Hoppus. Had the sparkly pink guard. Yeah. Um, I didn't have that, but that's okay. And uh, You can always swap it out. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> my dad wanted to get me lessons, which was super cool. And they had lessons at the music shop. And so I bought the bass. And we went to the back to the guy who taught lessons. And he was like, my lesson right now didn't show up if you want to just do it right now. And I was like, cool. And he, um, he's blind, the bass teacher. And he was like incredible at bass. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do this first lesson and, um, I like, I walk in and the lights aren't on and like, he doesn't know he's blind. Right. I'm like 12 and don't know socially if that's cool to be like, Hey, the lights hey, aren't on. Hey, can we turn the lights on in here? Yeah. <laughs> so I did the whole lesson in the dark. Uh, oh, wow. and then I told him like a few weeks later and he's like, what the fuck didn't you tell me, dude? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your first lesson was in the dark. Yeah. Were you able to like, I mean, how was it pitch black dark? I mean, like we yeah, there was, there was the fretboard a little bit or. Yeah. I'm, I like, mean, we made it this far, so it all worked out. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Did you end up starting that band with your friends? Yeah, we did. <laughs> You know, this band of seventh graders and shit. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that great, but it was fun. That's cool. Did you continue on into high school? Like, did you start a band or? Yeah, I was in a variety of bands growing up, um, and got into like the hardcore metalcore screamo scene for a while. That was pretty prevalent in SAC. Yeah, um, a lot of big bands from there in that scene. Yeah. Um, and uh, was lucky enough to play Warp Tour, you know, like right around my senior year, maybe the summer after high school. Wow. Ernie Ball, Battle of the Band stage. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was tight. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Just like kind of played in a bunch of bands with my friends and got to learn a few different instruments along the way and eventually shifted into production and engineering and that's kind of where i focused maybe mostly from like 18 to 18 19 to 24 something in that range you know i was just focused on the wanted to make records with and for other people okay and did i see you're a music teacher as well or did you teach music yeah so i um so the the same place i kind of started learning engineering and production and then i became an intern at that studio Mm -hmm. um long story short like a og mentor of mine and the guy who owned the studio wanted to transition out of teaching because it doubles as a studio in a school of music okay Uh, he was like killing it djing and producing and so we he was like what do you think about taking this place over and I was like, that sounds insane. I don't I don't want to do that because I'm like 20 and that sounds like a bunch of responsibility. <laughs> like, don't give me it, don't answer, just think about it. And we figured it out over the next like six months or so. 
Um, and then, yeah. And then I, I ran the spot, um, still run the spot and I was teaching lessons for seven years. Um, and now I got a couple of teachers who work with me. Um, I'm not teaching anymore. And my two teachers are like two of my best friends. So I show up every day and hang with my boys and make records. That's cool. And yeah. you, so you guys, you teach production or you, you teach instruments? Yeah, we t- uh, teach both. So we we teach guitar, bass, piano, vocals, and audio production. Yeah. Um, and we, were you teaching all those? Yeah. Wow. So you can play all those instruments then, it sounds I, like. I can figure them out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And when, were you always writing your own songs? Uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of was. And... For, I was never the lead songwriter really in any band I was in. I was like played rhythm section. Um, and then, but I just kept making songs. Yeah. And then how did you end up starting your, you know, the current project? Uh, I was always making stuff and I was focused on developing and producing other projects in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And always lovingly, it always felt like I was working harder on other people's projects maybe than they were a lot of the time, um, which now in retrospect is not a formula for success. <laughs> um, if the producer's outworking the artist, I would think that that's not going to work out too well. Yeah. And I don't mean that to say like, what are you doing? I'm outworking you. It was just like, anyways. Your heart was in it more than the artist, it sounds like wanted to be like awesome all the yeah time. and um i was still just like making beats and making tunes and i uh i made this song called arms and i remember this like distinct moment of in the studio and i remember playing it back for myself and it was like the first time i had this feeling of like oh that sounds like me and I had never really felt that in that way on record before. And then like fast forward, maybe like another year or so. And I, that was the first song I put out, put it out with a video. And uh, that same within the first few hours of the first day of putting that out, like uh, my manager now, like at the time he wasn't DM me and was like, who are you? And da, 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 da. So like, it was really um, putting out my own music was the thing that projected me further and faster more than anything else um, had in the past. And so I was like, maybe I'll just keep focusing on this. And it's been, it's been going well so far. Wow. Okay. So after you put out that first song, your manager finds it and is like, Hey, yeah, who are you? And then you obviously, you obviously get validation from your, your songwriting right away. Yeah, like, and that was cool. And even outside of just that, it was just like, it felt like the most excitement of, amongst like my homies and friends and like the, the shit that really matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just had homies. I was, I don't know, I was just be like, yeah, I think I'm going to like focus on my own records. And they're like, we've been saying that for years, bro. Why the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they're like, duh, dude. That's funny. So then obviously that you, then you put it, the next song you put out, was that Casey? That song has like, you know, over a million plays. Yeah. I, I think it was Casey that was next. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough that um, one of my really close homies 
is a badass music video director. His name's Mikey Rare. And we like came up together in the city. And so for like my first EP, we ended up shooting like four music videos for like wow. basically zero budget. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. And uh, so I was stoked because I get to just, I got to just put out like song after song and then release this first project. Um, and yeah, it, uh, it was cool. It was a good, it was a good first wave for sure. Did that, did the, um, video do really well? Like how, how did you, you uh, know, yeah. how did it show up on Spotify like that? Um, I think for Casey, it got on some like Spotify editorial playlists, which was cool. Yeah. And then like, I guess, I guess people like it. Okay. So it wasn't like, yeah, like, oh, the video it's it just had you know organic traction it sounds like uh yeah i I, probably a combination of both right where it's just like lucky enough to get on some spotify lists and things like that and then it it just seemed like it kind of kept moving so i was like cool man and then um i guess in retrospect i didn't do a whole lot with that momentum and uh uh didn't put out music for a long time but here we are now and i'm more excited about the records i have in the can currently than i ever have before oh wow yeah because you put that ep out the first one uh listen to this record alone that was in like 2019 and then like the pandemic hits and all there's a lot that kind of came after that um so that like as far as that went to that i'm sure did that have anything to do with the momentum being kind of pulled out of the sale or anything like that? It was interesting to navigate. I made, honestly, I made a whole project totally finished, ready to go cover art mastered and never put it out. And then, um, because it was just weird navigating the space of the pandemic and uh-huh. part of me in retrospects wishes, I just put it out because why not? However, I think me not doing it led me to like a weird place internally. And I just like churned out records. Like I've just made a lot of music over the last like 18 months, two years. Mm -hmm. And something started to click and the records just felt bigger. And I don't mean like bigger in a pop sense. I mean, just bigger, like they had so much feeling for me mm-hmm. uh, and it just kind of kept evolving and i don't know if that would have happened if i did put that thing out so it's like you never know but i'm really happy with the records i've made and that's what we're focusing on rolling out right now um mm-hmm. and it feels exciting so it's a little bit of like just letting things happen as they unfold. Right, right. Was there like a song or uh, something that struck you that you're like, wow, you know, you kind of felt that feeling for the first time? Um, one of them for sure was Quit Your Job. I, it was the first time I did this like writing session with a guy um, in L.A., named Ryan Marone, who's awesome, great producer, great, just great dude. And um, we like got together and like kind of 
got a little bit of a song and chords and like I had some melodies and a few lyrics. And the next day I took it and I was sitting in actually this studio. Um, and I was I spent like a couple hours just trying to figure out this. What is the hook? What is the bum, 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 bum? And I couldn't figure it out. And then finally it was just like, you should quit your job. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, well, I can't like write the song and then like stay where I'm at teaching. And I had this like moment of like, I feel like it's time to evolve and transition my life. And then like a month later, and then I got home. I'll, I'll backtrack a little. I got home and my girl was like, I feel like I need to get a new job. And I was like, boy, do I have a song for you. <laughs> Funny I, that you say that. <laughs> come back to down to LA where my sister was living at the time. And she's like, I hate the hospital I'm working in. I feel like I need a new job. And I was like, boy, do I have a song for you. And then one of my best friends who lived in Austin at the time was like working this like construction job and was like, dude, I fucking hate this company. And da-da-da. I was like, dude, I got a song for you. So um, it felt like bigger in the sense that there's weight to these things. And I was like, let's move forward with these, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Let alone, you know, you write the song and then you're finding all these people that are about to quit their job. You're like, well, let me, here's the headphones. Take a listen to this. Yeah. It feels like the song gets to be, I don't know, the lightning rod in a way for like the whole community, you know? Right. Me, I just mean like the song because I feel like those are, that's separate. Like I don't control what comes out, you know? Right. Right. Wow. And, and is that when you decided to kind of, Turn the reins over to these other teachers at the studio. Yeah, I wasn't teaching like a month later. Yeah, we like. Wow. I, I hustled to figure it out real fast. It was stressful, um, and I'm super blessed uh, to have the homies I have because they're like incredibly. They were like the most dependable people on the planet, and um, yeah, they hold they hold the fort down. And um, like I said earlier, I got to show up every day to a studio to work on records and hang out with a couple of my best friends and, you know, teach them lessons. They teach them lessons. I work on some stuff. We work on stuff together and uh, it's cool. Awesome, man. And so uh, we'll talk to me about the new song, Carry On. I, uh, I, the video is really cool as well. I watched it uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah, the video is a blast. I love it. Um, shout out director Mitchell Harris. He killed it it was the first time we made a video to, together he's one of um my homie's older brother um and uh which is a whole long story when i'm getting to that but um yeah that that record i'm juiced on every time i put it on i just feel like i could kick down fucking doors and shit <laughs> so um yeah and the video is a blast it's so silly and stupid and fun and it was a crazy few days of shooting, like all 14 hour days, like back to back to back. And, you know, I'm just out here with fake mustaches playing five different characters, slapping. Yeah, getting ch ch chased by cops. And, yeah. Um, that, yeah, and it's got this real old feel to the video, right? I mean, it's like it was shot in the 70s. Yeah, we definitely, like, I mean, to put it kind of bluntly, you know, 
we've we watched Beastie Boys sabotage music video probably like a hundred times. It was just like this is the greatest music video of all time. How uh-huh. do we do this? Okay, I was gonna say it kind of has that same vibe as sabotage. Perfect. That's you know. It was okay. Like, yeah, I didn't want to uh, insult you. <laughs> totally. Like this is very blatant to us. Okay. Uh, now, by the time we got finished with it, it was like, oh, this is its own thing. You know. Right. But- it's not the same video, obviously, but it's just the the concept of running away from the cops and yeah. And there's no storyline. It's just like action. Like uh, right. Some fun bullshit, and then like you know things develop and. um yeah, when I told Mitchell the original idea, because I was just like, yo, I kind of just want to steal the sabotage video. And he's like, that's the greatest video of all time. I'm like, that's what I say. I was like, <laughs> um, so he he initially immediately got it. Um, yeah. And then we just shot another video for an upcoming release. Um, we're dropping a record called This Is War on May 5th. And we'll have a video for that. And we just shot that. And um, it'll be it'll be very different than the carry on video. And I'm excited to show a, a different side. OK, what about the sonically? Is the song a lot different? Yeah. Yes, it is. OK, I'm interested. I think it'll be. Yeah, it, it's funny because I feel like I've it's a blessing and a curse, but I love going in all these different directions and it's not like, I don't plan it out. I'm not like, let's make it this record and that record that just sort of happens. Um, but I just have faith that like by staying true to that, the cohesion kind of makes itself and it's a reflection of life, right? Where it's just like, life isn't all like, I only like comedy movies or life's not like, I only watch sad shit or I only eat this type of food. And I'm like, no, music and art should be a reflection of everything and how it's all encompassing, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, a hundred percent. And I did see too, that you had, you had some, uh, you know, momentum on TikTok, right? You're having some success from your, your like singing videos. Yeah. I'm just out here in a bathtub for some reason and (laughs) fucking with it. that's so funny like so did it just start out as kind of like this you know stick like okay i'm gonna just sing in the tub and see what people think honestly i um not this is gonna sound really funny it came out of um pragmatism like a bathroom sounds decent and is well lit oh sure yeah the acoustics in there yeah and it was just like okay there's not many spots to sit in a bathroom and it could either be the toilet. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy or it could be like, I could sit in a tub and I was like, cool. Like that's not, I'll just do that. You know, like that works. And I started doing that shit and um, people were like, Oh my God, this dude's in the tub. He's crazy. And I was like, Oh, really just, this is kind of a practical decision. That's funny. <laughs> It wasn't really as much crazy as it was it, the sound and lighting in here is great. Where <laughs> else? So, you know. That's funny, man. Um, and you have, what, an EP coming out? Is that what I saw? Or a tentative yeah. EP? Yeah, we, yeah we, haven't, we haven't officially announced, but we will, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm not going to say a date 
because sure. date is tentative, but it's real soon. And I'm excited to get a body of work out. It's been a while. Awesome. And you said you're in LA now doing rehearsals. Are you touring or you have something um, coming up? Not torn. I got some shows lined up. Um, I got a show this Friday in SAC. Um, I also got this other thing. Sacramento does this awesome concert series called Concerts in the Park, and they throw like a free concert at this big park in Midtown Sacramento. Um, and they do it for like twelve weeks in a row. It's like wow. it's like a summer thing. Exactly. Yeah, and they bring food trucks out and like the. City loves it. It's just like awesome. It's one of the coolest things Sacramento does. Um, and it'll be my first time playing it. Um, and that'll be June 30th. And so we're just kind of tightening some things up. And, you know, as more shows start coming in and more, you know, summer spots and whatever and just getting ready, um, you know, we're just putting it out in the universe. It's it's going to happen, you know. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much, John, for doing this. Dude, yeah, thank you for having me. This was this was great. I enjoyed talking to you, man. I, yeah, I had a blast. I have one more quick question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Relentlessly make stuff and share it. Bring it back, word.